Hey, welcome to uh, another special edition of 602 Row Show. Uh, where are they in the world edition? I'm uh, currently in Arizona. Uh, so we're going to go through the, uh, the week eight picks, uh, kind of review week eight as the show turns, uh, and then uh, we'll get into a little bit of our thoughts uh, here ahead of the finale. Um, you'll see up here the scoring overview for Rose League. I finally overhauled this slide. I made it look not awful. So it's not just like a horrible long list now. I took the five minutes it would have taken to fix it. Um, so it's a little bit cleaner. Uh, our week eight picks, we both had Nate and Brandon. Um, I really told you guys a couple weeks ago we'd be pretty much dead chalk the rest of the way. Uh, Nate and Brandon were the chalk and ended up being the highest scorers. Uh, Megan, both of us scored uh, 188 points along with most of the populized world. Uh, yeah. you know, Nate came in heavy. A little bit of a, a push there at the end uh, between Joe and Brandon, uh, but ended up being what, 12 points between the two of them, which is just about the rows difference, but just a little bit more. I think it's, I believe it's two points outside that rows difference. Um, I have to say that I tune into the... So I don't watch live. I watch like the next day or the day after. And so I tuned into the scoring like two thirds of the way through the episode and had like a conniption because I was like, oh, my God, Nate is doing nothing. And then I had to like self-check and be like, oh, wait, he probably just hasn't had his date yet. But. Yeah. And, you know, the little bit of back and forth uh, in the episode itself about the order of those dates. Uh, but but definitely uh, was tight there for a bit. Um, Brandon did his thing where he talks down about himself and his feelings a little bit and uh you know, joe joe put up points but at the end of the day it ended up being the right call to go chalk uh as you'll see in our picks episode we'll drop for tomorrow chalk is still where we're heading um i'll jump right now to the the overall standings uh, for our home league um it's tight it's real tight not there hasn't been a whole lot of room for movement uh, as we've talked about kind of just chalk the rest of the way for everybody. We had a couple teams that, that went Joe over Brandon this past week uh, and looked real smart for a little bit. Uh, and then at the end of it, ended up falling back. Um, for the major, the, the big league, the Rose League, uh, I stayed flat at 17. Uh, Megan, you fought attrition a little bit and jumped up a few spots. Yeah. So again, this is why it's really important to even in these chalk episodes still put those picks in. Since I, yeah, I think I moved it up six slots technically because i think it went from 56 to 50th so yeah, keep making your picks uh you know even, even if you think you're out of it you might you might crawl back a couple spots you have something to brag to your friends about so <laughs> top uh, dude. i mean the top of our leaderboard you see on the screen there uh myself myra megan ashley red and it's it's tight scoring it's it's one different person picked in one week early on um so really, it's uh, it's at the end here. Just keep making your picks. If you want to get real cute, so you can. Uh, but just know that most of the people who are in your league and still paying attention are aware of the winner uh, and, are, and are going to be be pulling chalk on on most of that. Uh, did you have anything else on the on the week eight scoring, Megan, or the overall standings? Um, no, other than the fact that um, y'all should be liking and subscribing because I think this is the first time in two to three years when I've actually watched a fantasy suite episode because at this point I always tune out because I just don't fucking care. Um, and so you're welcome. It's, it's 
usually it's just a drag at this point. I know I am not looking forward to a three hour episode finale that the president may or may not preempt to bring news into. It's just, it's, but we it's will. Just, we will. We will for you guys, for all, for all 15 of our listeners. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll transition now into our, our big three things. I'll, I'll preface it by saying that I don't have a whole lot on this episode uh, as we were just kind of, talking about it these are getting real boring real dull episodes and this season feels more boring than usual because there's not a whole lot of drama left and these guys are all for the most part pretty level-headed like Um, and the producers they're trying to make drama within the commercials and again even for like the um i was on the internet today and saw that some sleuth has decided that the editor editors have once again like frankenstein some audio together of the of the last episode to make it look really dramatic even though it's probably not going to be yeah I, they they sat all the guys in a room together and had them you know stress talking about their feelings and the order of the dates and like let's have three guys who've all slept with the same girl all come into the same room together the night after they get done sleeping with her <laughs> I, I will say that that my favorite thing from this episode uh, actually came from uh, sitting there early on, realizing that they were all about to sleep with the same woman. Uh, and, and it was Joe uh, saying, uh, you know, we went from bros to foes. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a plant line. It feels so overproduced. Um, but in the episode where there wasn't a whole lot that I enjoyed, I really liked Joe delivering that line. He had several planted lines. Like also love is like a zip line. That was also a really great one. Uh, so so my my favorite part of this episode is also Joe, but it's just Joe having fun. Because <laughs> I think this is the first time the entire season that we've seen him have fun. Yeah, he really seemed to cut loose a little bit. And uh, I, I'll say that the, the zip line footage from this episode is something that we had looked at really early on. And I was sure it was Rick. Uh, and it actually informed some picks for me mid-season, right before Rick went home, where I thought he had more footage. Uh, it wasn't Rick, it was Joe. So, you know, that, I don't know if it was the camera angle or me being an idiot, but uh, but that, that zipline footage cost me some points in the middle of the season. What was your uh, least favorite, Meg? It was <laughs> the footage of... Brandon really romantically drawing a heart in the sand and writing BM. And my fifth grade mind was just like, I can't, I can't. This is so bad. Like, just reverse the letters MB, MB. Don't make it, don't make it BM. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And, and I want to say he's done that before he like carved it in a tree or something yeah this was, the same it thing was, it was a really big bm <laughs> i gotta laugh i gotta laugh there's no shot <laughs> moving on uh my least favorite what's that you got there in your hand oh this yeah um it's uh what does it look like it looks like white wine after dark I was wondering how many episodes it would take of us filming this for you to catch on to it. I think 
this is only the second. So I think you, you're actually pretty observant. Right. I totally did the entire last episode. I also had a glass of it's actually white grape juice because I would never drink white wine after dark. Uh, I don't think there's any way in hell you have white grape juice in that cup. Can I can I drink wine this smoothie? Should I chug the rest of it and prove it? No, I mean, once you've sinned. Uh, my least favorite part of this episode was everything Nate and Michelle. Um, I have not been team Nate for quite a long time here. Uh, first thinking he was slimy, then being disinterested. Now back to thinking he's slimy. And now he's disinterested. Um, he's got this girl wrapped around his finger. I'll, I'll save some of this for our broader conversation on Nate, but all the Nate and Michelle interactions overall were my least favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Um, Nate was my surprise of how much I disliked him. Um, and I think it, cause like we, we, we've, we've been talking about how like he just hasn't given us anything the entire season. Um, and again, we've been saying like, I don't know, maybe he's giving like Michelle and the other guy something that we're not seeing. Right. But then one of the surprises was the guys also saying, we don't know anything about me. And I'm like, oh, cool. So like you guys who've been living with him for eight weeks also know nothing. Good sign. And then, yeah, just that Nate literally has to do the bare minimum, which is Michelle asks how he feels about her. And then he says, well, I love you. And then she says, I just love how he tells me how he feels. Girlfriend. Yeah. You had to ask him. You had to prompt your I love you. So so that was her surprise. What was your least favorite part of the yeah. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> Have you been drinking white wine after dark? Uh no. Uh bourbon. So I guess I guess it's my turn then. My surprise yeah. uh was Nate enjoying the fireworks. Those fireworks started going off, and he ran right to the balcony. He sat down in a comfy chair, and he just took it in. Mm -hmm. uh, he he's been the character he's portrayed has been really level, right? Uh, not not bothered by the other guys, almost stoic at times. Um, but seeing him like like almost excited to go watch the fireworks, and he knows what those fireworks are for. Um, I, I I was surprised by that. It, it, it jived with the amount that I was trying to be out on Nate. Um, so that, that surprised me as a viewer. Yeah. All right. So now that I've bungled, uh, our, our big three things, uh, what do you have on Michelle for this week? <laughs> um, well, I really, you know, I really liked Michelle's commercial for Mexico, which is how we started the, the episode, um, of her just voiceover of, everything Mexico had to offer. Like she really made me want to go there. Um, and also I want to know how much she gets off of her next trip. Next. Um, let's see. I, so I really loved, and this was almost my favorite moment when Tasha came in and said, only one of you will be Michelle's fiance. Right. Michelle will not be one of your fiancés. Only one of you motherfuckers will be her fiance. I love it. Oh, it was so good. So good. Guys, wording. It's all about wording. Um, yeah, and then I just like, 
I had general over the episode and maybe you and I can look into this for like a short because I was at work so I couldn't look on batch data um, to see if they had done it. But just like data on how much the order of those fantasy suites matters um, for as far as like making it to the end with like the, that final engagement. And then also if anyone's ever said no to an overnight. I think in, in all the years I've been watching, I don't know if they've ever not done an overnight. On Tasha's season, that guy self-eliminated at dinner. Okay. So not the same? Yeah. But yeah I, assume, I assume if you say no, you go home. That's why I assume too. And so, like I said, just like things that I wanted to look up, but I didn't have a chance to. Maybe, like I said, you and I can do like a little short on like some of that data. Because like, I, yeah, I, there's I, Caesar for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what about you? What did you have on Miss Michelle? Um, it's telling to me about the character of Michelle when one of the things you cite for Michelle is Tasha talking about her. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start with a quote. Mm-hmm. Joe is a one thousand piece puzzle. Oh my god! Puzzles. Um, I. I'll leave it there, uh, and I will tr- backtrack to where I usually am coming from, and that's that Michelle's outfits were awful in this episode. Yeah, her um, her evening looks were not great. Like at one point, I looked down, and then like I looked, <laughs> I looked back up, and she was wearing something that I felt like was from like eighth grade, my eighth grade, which no one should be wearing right now. Now, guys. <laughs> Fully intend to treat Clayton in the same way that I have treated Michelle. Uh, and and I, I fully questions. intend to treat all of the girls on Clayton's season like Rick has treated Michelle. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I guess let's let's move past Michelle. Uh, obviously, the elimination in this episode is Joe uh, going from three down to two. We've talked about Joe a little bit. Uh, Megan, the only other real note that I had, uh, I wrote down too little too late. Uh, you know, Joe really finally started to come out of his shell and, and be him. Like you said, kind of enjoy and have fun. And it's just too late, bud. Like this is a this is a top 10, top eight kind of revelation he needed to have. And it just wasn't. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, even Clayton did too little too late. So, um. Yeah, no, I also wrote down the thousand piece puzzle quote because it uh, did not jive with me in the least bit. <laughs> as soon as she said that, I was like, you're going home. Like, I already know that you're going home, but like, you're really going home. Um, yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong. Okay, puzzles are great. I love puzzles. Just well, like. Your social life, you roll the puzzle up and you put it back in the closet and you don't work on it again until it like starts a rainy day six months later. Um, or every New Year's Eve. <laughs> so uh, moving to Brandon, uh, I have almost no notes on Brandon at all uh, that we haven't already kind of covered. Uh, I, I did write down he is so in love. Um, he is... He is fully committed to whatever his idea of love in this relationship is. We can dissect it and tear him to pieces if we want to, but he is completely in to this conceptualization that he's made. 
Uh, and there's there's something admirable about that. I'm not sure it's real or sustainable, but it's it's real. It's real for him. Yeah, and like I think I wrote down like that he has like this really great communication style where he is. I mean, he's just completely open. And I think like in a way that makes him feel very immature because like it's almost like he's naive to like to certain things, right? Like like he's not guarded. He's not protecting himself. Like he is just like the brain that you get, like what he tells you, I genuinely believe he believes, right? That like, he's not like, he's not in any way like manipulating anyone. Like he's just, he is just him. <laughs> and like, there's something really beautiful about that. Um, that side, I mean, like one of the things that I noticed this episode is that she very much like had this spectrum of like Brandon on one end, who's like super, super open. Joe on the other end, who's, very close off and then Nate is kind of somewhere in the middle we could kind of maybe say because <laughs> he talks a lot um because he gave you a lot but he didn't certainly talk a lot um but I mean just comparing Joe and Brandon one of the things I wrote down is um with Brandon she's being chased and then with Joe she's chasing him right um and it's like in the end like what and even with Nate like she's she's chasing him and so it's what would you rather have well, and, uh, you know, she sent Joe home. So she's starting to very clearly paint the message of what she would. Yeah. It says I roll. Because um, I knew I was going to talk about him a little bit earlier. Um, so I don't have much more other than what I've said. I, I'm, I could not be more out on Nate. Spoilers aside, I could not be more sure he wins. Uh, it, it's she's entirely absorbed by the idea of Michelle and Nate. Yeah. Well, what else, so, and yes, 100%, like all of my notes are just how gross a lot of things were that he was saying and how I was also rolling my eyes a lot. Um, but I also wrote down like fantasy wise, like he's kind of a conundrum too, because on one hand, yes, like Michelle is completely like goo gaga over him. So you know that he's sticking around, right? But he's also not saying or doing a lot. And and a lot of the points are coming from like what the guys are saying, what the guys are doing, right? So yeah, like he's not losing points on anxiety or jealousy, like Mr. Young Brandon is. Uh, but he's not also not getting points for talking about his past, for talking about things that he's gone through. Because he didn't fucking go through anything, as far as we know, right? Like, so on one hand, we know that he's saying, but on the other hand, it's just how many scripted lines he's going to give us. And is that going to be enough points to make it worth choosing him over Brandon, who we know is going to give us a lot of lines, especially going into this next episode? So I'll throw it for, for anyone who happens to be watching this show still uh, that does fantasy football. The way I have approached Nate the whole season is 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 touches. You want touches. You want opportunity. You could have a running back at 20 touches, get six yards, could really disappoint you. But most of the time, if you're getting the volume of work, you're gonna find a way to put up points. And Nate's doing that with his screen time. His screen time is his touches, and he kisses her a whole bunch. And even though he can't articulate the way he's feeling, he's falling in love with her he can see a future with her where from a relationship standpoint with michelle it means absolutely nothing but for fantasy it's just racking those points in yeah. um definitely something to keep in mind especially if this is your first time through bachelor bachelorette 
these types of narratives, these types of screen time happen. Um, so as we move into the next season here, use what you've learned about the style of the producers, the style of the show, and apply it forward. Because you'll see similar characters come through. Uh, and knowing how to identify that and how to treat that, especially in relation to other contestants, is huge. It's the difference between winning and losing. Uh, Megan, did you have anything else on week eight of picks here? Um, I don't think so. All right, so guys, we're a, a little out of sorts, a little out of order. We're recording this uh, in the evening, Monday. The idea is to drop it tonight for the show tomorrow. Uh, we're going to record our, our picks episode immediately after this and try to drop it as a short. Um, you know who we're picking, but you'll have to tune in to make sure. Um, then we have Clayton's preview. Uh, ABC finally dropped the bios, which is what we were waiting for. We've known who the women are in Clayton's season for a very long time. Uh, but we were waiting for ABC's bios because that's how most people consume that information. So we wanted to do the preview uh, in the way that most people are going to be engaging with the data. Um, so we have not watched any spoilers. We've not dug into this at all. Uh, we want to do the preview with just the season preview that they showed uh, during Michelle's episodes. So that's the only information we have. So we'll go in with the cast bios. And we will record essentially blind, not knowing who won. We will then immediately dive into spoilers so that we can make our picks for not only night one, but season long. Um, but the preview episode, if you want to play along, we will not have any spoilers in that one. Uh, it'll be us giving our pure and really for all intents and purposes, first reaction to the cast. Yeah. Um, so a little bit different format this year, this season, because of just how we, how we are spatially. Um, but it should be a full episode. It's going to be a long one, so, so buckle in. But something that we're messing around with, we might release them in smaller chunks uh, in addition to the to the full video. Um, after that's done, after the season wraps up here, sometime after the holidays, we'll go through Michelle's season beginning to end from a season-long fantasy standpoint and break that down. We'll have that done in time for you to make season-long picks for Clayton's season. Really want to show everyone what that process looked like, how to dive into that, how to how to separate the five and six guys from your seven and eight guys. Um, so that'll be the schedule coming up here. Um, Rose Show, Megan and I, we're also going to do one of the bowl previews for the 602 channel. Um, the Rose Show is going to preview the Rose Bowl. Uh, it's just a little tie-in for you there. You'll get our, our wit and charm, uh, our special brand of nonsense uh, on that episode. Uh, but that's the only other thing we have going on on the channel uh, right now. we got some more shows getting ready to launch. But if you like college football at all, preferably if you like college football just a little bit, but someone in your life is making you watch bowl games, these are the previews for you. You can say a couple things and sound smart. Uh, but that that's what we've got now. Um, so picks episode will be out Tuesday. Do Clayton's preview. We'll do a season-long wrap-up. Uh, and then we'll, then we'll be in Clayton's season starting January 3rd. Yeah. Uh, move back to Monday nights now that football's over. Uh, Megan, do you have anything else before we sign off? No, just like and subscribe. And thank like you for continuing to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we do it for the fans. That's really why we're here. <laughs> for the fans. <laughs> uh, thank you for watching 602 Roadshow, and we will catch you soon.